Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. Last yeah. week, I joined Charles Royal at Henehopu Matafaurua Forest on the shores of Lake okay. Rotuiti. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good grounding for me. Yes. In this week's edition of Tiahika, we're back with the Rotorua-based chef. This time we talk sustainability. Right, I'll tell you a little bit about pūkoko when we harvest, OK? We only harvest when it's on the ground. Right. OK, we don't go out there looking for every tree, tree to pull down. Sustainability is another one. We harvest it. See how it's got little bits of um, stick? It's growing yep. off the stick? Mm-hmm. OK, you take it off the stick... Because the stick will start making it brown. It loses all its goodness. But what you do is you save the rest, put it on a plate or on a tray and put it in the sun. Yeah. Okay? And dry it. In this series, we've looked at health and well-being. Last week, we focused on wellness of kai found in Te Waunui Atane, or the realm of Tane Mahuta, the forest. Charles Royal talked about the medicinal properties of native plants and herbs. E akumanu taki, e akumanu taiko, tahuti mai ki tēne o ngā wahanga e kia nei ko tiahika, ko Justin Murray tēnei, koutou koutou kai whakarite. In tonight's episode, Charles talks about the future of Rongoa Māori and, in particular, the importance of sustainability. When you're talking about meeting uh, customers, you know, demands for the product versus that's sustainable, is there, a, is there a balance there that you need to be wary of? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, you've got to have the balance, all right? Um, here's a good example. If we go out picking pickle pickle, okay, we always make sure that we... Um, we do it all in a cycle of where we harvest. So we'll harvest one area and we don't even go there for another four to six weeks. Okay? And then we'll do another area where we'll just go around, we'll just go round and round and round. You know, so every three months we're back at that beginning again. Right. Yeah. And we're not doing big numbers, that's why we keep it niche. You know, People might think, oh, my, my God, he's going to come out and rape the bush. <laughs> and all this and that. We're really conscious of that because... Um, you know, it's just not stripping your backyard. Um, but yeah, it's um, there's a good example of sustainability. You know, what we do is when we harvest, we do that. Another one that we look at is we watch the plant. Okay, if the plant has um, it's only got two fully grown fern leaves. Okay, and another pickle pickle's coming up, we leave it. Yeah, we don't go anything. If there's any more than um, than any less than two leaves there, and another one's growing, we leave it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even go near it. Yeah, the, all the areas that we're picked in, right from you know, right down to the east coast and the Mamaku, and you know, even gone over to Tequiti and all that over yeah. the years. So wherever we've gone, um, we practice that, mm. and um, yeah, we, we know how to do it. Got another one is Kawakawa. Okay, good example with Kawakawa is that yeah, um, it's got a main stem, okay, and it's got a tap root, and what you do is that on every stem. You make sure you leave one or two leaves on there for photosynthesis, so it grows. Nice. So just things like that were picked up over the years, and that, um, yeah, and that pretty well is complies to all the other like horopito. Mm. Yeah, we do harakeke seeds as well because um, there's another ingredient that chefs want. You know, uh, mushrooms. We know what to do with mushrooms. 
everybody wants fresh mushrooms, but we can't do it. As we can, but it gets pretty hard. So we pretty well harvest. We know what to harvest edible mushrooms, and we dry them mm. and powder them. Mm. And then, you know, it's like putting your mind back in the past for how the old people live. What did they do when times got lean? They preserved their kai on there. You know, so that when it was winter and no shops around and supermarket convenience, you know, they knew that they still had kai. Those ferns over there that on the vine turn, okay, that's called piako. Piako? Piako. And back in the day, they were used for um, healing broken bones. So what we use is a cast. Yes. Now, well, back in the day, they would get all those piako vines and take them off and then steep in boiling water yeah. and then put two splints on the side of so if you had a broken leg wrap it around and then once it dries it all hardens up and then wow. as it cools down it, um, it kind dries of... up yeah, it all hardens up again you steep it just in the water, you know, it doesn't burn oh, your leg right. or nothing yeah. you can read how people um, wrote these things mm. you know, in the real thing, real living kind of thing and yeah. they, it's amazing, these things work mm. you know it's amazing, you because of how times have changed and modernised, you know, so we don't even think about stuff like that now. <laughs> no. hey. So that's all part of how I kind of thought about um, developing our business, you know, think of how they did things in the old days, and it's no different from what people want now, okay, except you've got compliance things, your health and safety is the big thing. So. Mm, mm. Kia ora, Charles. Mm, mm. Kia ora, Manu. Telling them, and that's nice good chatter. Yeah, that's a little saddleback. Saddleback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pukuko. This is it, old man's beard. I'll tell you a little bit about pukuku when we harvest, okay? We only harvest when it's on the ground. Right. Okay, we don't go out there looking for every tree, tree to pull down. Sustainability is another one. See how it's got little bits of um, stick? It's growing yep. off the stick? Mm-hmm. Okay, you take it off the stick because the stick will start making it brown. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it loses all its goodness. But what you do is you save the rest... Put it on a plate or on a tray and put it in the sun. Yeah. Okay? And dry it. Okay? And if you want to make a tea, you squash it all up, you get your scissors, and you start trimming it when it's dry, and it'll just all crush down into, like, a tea leaf. Pukoko. Pukoko. Okay? It's proven, it's been proven, scientifically proven, to um, uh, to be good for prostate cancer. First thing you've got to do is get your eyes and, st- and you start peeling the ground. Okay, so you look at the ground and you see lots of leaves and everything looks all the same. Look for something a little bit different, a colour. Yeah. Okay, colour could be white, colour could be uh, gold, um, anything that looks out of place that shouldn't be there. So that's what you look for when you're out foraging and harvesting. Mm-hmm. Here, Charles explains that holes found in kawakawa leaves is a sign that it's okay to be consumed. And also, like, the temperature plays a big part in the holes, you know. How, once again, the knowledge was you always picked the holy ones because they were the best for you because all the insects ate it. Yeah. But why, but why, but why, and why do they do it? And that's right, okay, because it's like a little silkworm that eats a little caterpillar, eh? Mm. Anyway, um, what I found was that... Some of the holes would only occur at certain times of the year. In the summer, they're, they're eating everything. Yep. But in the winter, they slow down. Mm-hmm. You don't get so many holes in the leaves. reason why I say that is because 
now we're talking cuisine, chefs will say, I want koakoa leaves the size of, you know, one inch diameter, no holes. Right. <laughs> you know, you're just going around a lot. If you want to pick, uh, let me see, a kilo, you pick a thousand leaves but no holes, okay? But we do it, you know, because we know where to go where there are no holy leaves and we know the best time to go and pick them, which is now, the winter, coming up to Matariki and all that stuff, you see, um, plays a big part in the nahiri and everything, the whole Matariki thing. That, you know, people, the stories are the stars in the sky, you know, but then when you go further than that and you look at the astrology and then some people say, yeah, but also... Everything's aligned, the stars, the sun, the earth and the moon, you get the spring tides. Not only that, in the Nahiri, it's like, oh my God, everything grows. Wow. Prolific. And wow. now we're in the middle of it. But you go back to that book thing I was talking about previously, they only said that Pico Pico only grew in springtime, but it don't. You see, I, I got a cookbook out, but I didn't really go into the Tudor, detail yeah. was more of you know here is a kawakawa pavlova here mm. is kawakawa tea kawakawa shortbread biscuits so it's more of a modern kind of way of you know yeah. introducing rongoa to, to the, healthy eating yeah. well-being oh yes okay and how do you know that's not one of the 300 in seven or twelve varieties. Variety. Okay. I mean, it is, but it is. Okay. We really only pick maybe three varieties of the whole seven. Okay. Right. Now, how I know the difference? One is you get used to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the other one is um, hen and chicken. Everybody knows. If you've been in the bush, most people know hen and chicken. That's the um, New Zealand name for it. You know, the Maori name is called uh, moki. Moki. Yeah, or moki. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is the hen and chicken fern. Just some knowledge being passed down from an old kwekwe of uh, ours from um, from Rātuki. She said to me one day, right, this is what we do when we harvest, Charles. She goes, we get the stem and we take all the brown furry bits off, all those little furry bits off there, and the leaves, because the fern leaves are actually bitter. I said, oh, okay then, auntie. And, um, and then you cook them and it removes the bitterness. So as being a chef, I thought to myself, oh, I want to save, save those fern leaves. Okay, so we take them off, okay, and then we get a few of them, put them into a container, and then all the chefs want them. Okay. Yeah, just for little garnishes to put on. Yeah, you get, you get a function for, like, say, on a couple of hundred people, and then you have something like a, um, a dish with maybe pickle-pickle in it. And then you stick the little fern leaf out on the top. It's a promotional look and the, what mm. they call it? It's a signature garnish for New Zealand. So what we do is that when we harvest, okay, we harvest to a certain size and we grade. Okay, so we have the bigger head ones, which are called the... And then we have what we call the spears, which are... Um, it's a frond that's been uncurling more. Mm-hmm. And then when we send them in the package, we cut them to size... Anything left like that, dehydrate. Yeah. You know, and no wastage. So that's no all wastage. part of the whole sustainability thing yep. as well. No use having wastage, you know. We used to do hoo-hoo grubs. Yeah. And there's such a big demand for hoo-hoo grubs. We, we don't do it. Don't do we it used anymore, to do, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just too much work, you know. But for 
Here's a market for them, but you just got to know how to um, get them from the wood to the chef in pristine condition. Yes. Yeah? But we learned how to do that. Yeah. Oh, poor yeah. hoo-hoo grubs. Poor hoo-hoo grubs. <laughs> Who would have ever thought people would want to buy hoo-hoo grubs, you know? Yeah. And it's just not a wild food festival thing. This is like, um, you know, we're getting... Um, Asian restaurants that we were supplying hoo-hoo grubs to once upon a time. It was all a gimmick. It was just all a funny thing. You know, this this guy, the, the, this couple, it was his wife's birthday party. So they went to their favourite restaurant. I sent all these hoo-hoo, I think there was about two dozen hoo-hoo grubs, big fat ones, you know, and sent them up there. And they put them out on, on her plate for her birthday. <laughs> And they videoed it and splashed it all over Facebook and all that. Oh my God, it was... You know, but they loved it. More people wanted them. But we just couldn't supply, so yeah. we just stopped doing it. It's but hard. This is five finger. Five finger. Yeah. Okay. And um, you pick the tips for salads and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, it has a carrot carrot flavour because it's got carotene in it. You know? So these are the kind of little salady thing garnishes. Look at that. If you wanna if you wanna um this is what chefs do. You wanna win a competition, look at that. See this one here with the, where how the big kind of this comes out of the stump, okay? It's yeah. called puketia. Yeah. Puketia. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what it was used for, but I'll tell you. I read in the paper and I've still got the clipping that there's been some uh science uh, research and apparently it's got a property that um, it does wonders with diabetes. So Charles, if we talk about this, this, this subject of you know health and well-being, do you feel are you most home in the ngahere? What does it. it do for your personal well-being? My personal well-being, it it puts my head in a good good space. You know, it kind of really clears out. Um, the cobwebs, mm. if you want to put it mm. that way, mm. um, it gives me a lot of time to think. You know, especially when you're walking and looking, and and you know what you're looking for, but your mind's just ticking over. You know, what should I be doing when I'm finished here? And what should I be doing today, tomorrow, next week? It, it really clears clears my head. Mm. You know? mm. um, that's the main reason why I really like it. The fitness. Yeah. You know, the fitness plays another big part because yes. in a diabetic you've got to um, keep moving. If you don't keep moving and your body stops, that means your body changes all those carbohydrates and sugars, okay, and um, and they store them. And that's where um, what I've found, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of other diabetics out there too don't realise it's like <laughs> carbohydrates uh pretty good to a diabetic is, apart from sugar is the next enemy right you yeah. know, you've got to think like that otherwise you are just yeah you ain't gonna get better i say that because i got a brother in australia getting his toes chopped off so that's why i pay a big um kind of um emphasis on um on things like keep moving in your diabetes get off Everyone, can, you can get off the sugar once you get past the addiction you know yeah. um, but then you've got to deal with carbos and if you don't know that whole nutritional thing on on carbos and wheat, um, you ain't gonna get it. No? Yeah. Because it comes to a point where, you know, and I've seen it. I've seen uncles. They saturate themselves with um with pills, thinking that's going 
to fix their diabetes problem, but it don't. Yeah. So that's where the health and well-being thing comes into um, me loving the native. In recent years, Charles says he has noticed the increased uptake or learning of rungoa Māori. From time to time, he takes rungoa Māori groups on guided food tours. Yeah. yeah, well, one day I was with this rungoa group and we were out there talking and um, then this woman comes past and she goes, Oh, my God, I can see all this mangiao. She goes, Oh, here it is. And I, can, and I start looking around and I thought... Oh, okay, so I'll show you what yes. it looks like, okay. So we're looking at lots of leaves and lots of vines. So here it is here. In colour colour. That's the leaf. That's the leaf. This is the leaf, but it's not the leaf that you're looking for, okay? It's the actual shoot that comes out of the leaf, and the shoots that come out of the top of the leaf, and the stalks are pink. Yet there's none on this plant, but well, that's what you've got to look for when you want to be able to use it as a tea. So here's, that's got none, so has it fallen off, or has it been picked, or...? It's, it's not starting to um, shoot. They shoot <coughs> at Matariki. So now. Uh, I only just saw this one here, but I'm sure that if I really yeah, wanted to nail look. it, I'd yeah. have to, um, you know, get... Tune your eye in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what I did was, being a type 2 diabetic, I thought to myself, so what I did was I went home and I found I found what I wanted. That's among the other shoots. I went home and I tested myself, okay. With your prick, my, yeah, your with my little blood diabetes prick. machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tested myself, okay, and then I had the cup of tea and then I tested myself about another half an hour later and my blood sugar levels dropped. And, but the only problem was, is that when I tested myself another half an hour later, I was back up again. Oh, okay. So... Which means, to me, maybe I didn't use enough. Or maybe it was too weak. Today, Charles is still passionate about his work. But he also understands that in order for the work to carry through the next generation, there needs to be more information and accessible knowledge. If we want to get our kids into something, this is what I'd be getting them into because it's huge, especially Aurangua, it's huge. And um, we kind of, if we don't look after it, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, because everybody's after it. That's the mm. thing about it. Is that worrying for you, Charles? Yeah, but you can't do nothing about it. You know, it's like, look at the past, you know. It's been a worry for every Māori that's out there, but as time goes by, it seems to get eroded or, or you know, mm. or, or manipulated. Um, for me, as long as, as long as it doesn't become lost... Charles runs his own business, Kinaki Wild Herbs, and overlooks most aspects of the business, from the foraging to the dispatching. But he also knows the importance of marketing and says online business is important for the brand. Our marketing guy, and this is 25 years ago, and I'm still with the same guy. <laughs> yeah, um, 25 years ago, and he said to me, Right, how do we use all these products? 
I said to him, all you gotta do, John, is say to them, let's get creative. You know? Yes. Because if I tell them to do something, they ain't gonna do it. You know, you want them to do it so that they become passionate about it. And you know what? It worked. That's why it's still out there. Yeah. That's why, you know, when they talk about uh, Māori cuisine being elevated to fine food status, you know, because they've actually done it, but I've just kept all their um, ideas in my head, and I just go and share it with all the others, you know. Oh. And now you just get different dishes with different ingredients and different tastes and flavours. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it works, so, yeah. That's all part of why I'm um, why I'm passionate about it because I know that it ain't going to be a fad. Yes. I want it to be around forever. You know, so that um, you know, for years and years, you, everybody said, "Oh, what's a what's a Maori <laughs> cuisine? It's a hangy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh yuck! It's smoky and fatty. That was how it was in the old days. And so you're still accessible online with your kinaki. Yep. Uh, MaoriFood.com but, MaoriFood.com yeah, But we're actually um, We're moving on from there Oh I've got a new website It's called KinakiNZ.com 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 Yeah And that's going to have all our um, Shopping cart This is what I did I got my son to do it Because He knows They've been brought up from babies um, With the whole um, bush foraging, gathering, wild crafting, whatever you call it. Yeah. But they also know the processes. Yes. And um, that was good to have some there to be able to say, hey, Dad, what about this, 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 this on Kawako? And do you think that's right? And just being able to talk to them about it, they um, they're still learning. Yeah, so that's what our whole website is about. There'll be uh, education things there. We're looking at um, Qualmark with Tourism New Zealand. Right. Um, our shopping cart will have um, will have packets of um, rungoa herbs. Yes. And over the years, we've developed FDA approval into America. So. Um, yeah, we're looking at that as well, but it's all about supply. Another thing that I've learnt over the years is, um, is when, especially if you're, especially if you're going into um, any business and that, and they start going, people start throwing it at you. Export this, and you can export that. Okay, the best advice that, that I can give people out there who are looking at starting small businesses is stay closer to home. Tēnā koe, Charles Royal Cuisine Chef and owner of Kinaki Wild Herbs. He mihi nunui tēnei kia koe te rangatira, kua whaiwa nei te kōrero mai uh, ki te maria. For additional information and photos of my visit with Charles, head to rnz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. Koe ea te kaupapa, hioi kua tai ki te mutunga. Me tahuri mai anō e te whānau, hei te wiki e tū mai nei. Join tiahika next week. Hei kona mai.